0: My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 135 of the Sober Girls Guide podcast. Now, you've seen her TikTok videos, you've seen her reels on Instagram, it is time to bring her on the podcast. I am so excited to chat with your sober pal and mine, Laura from Your Sober Pal. Now, on this episode, Laura walks us through her recovery journey, how she started Your Sober Pal, and The inspiration behind all her hilarious, yet very, very true and very realistic TikTok videos and reels on Instagram. This is such a great conversation with Laura, so let's get into it. A lot of things change in sobriety and recovery. Our values, our priorities, maybe even our careers. For a lot of us, we're looking for ways to pay it forward to help our fellow women find the freedom from living a booze free life. A Sober Girls Guide certification and business training is the only custom designed program for women who are in recovery who want to turn their passion into a successful career and profitable business. Head to a SoberGirlsGuide.com to learn more and to sign up today. Uh, how are you good morning i'm so stoked to talk to you you are definitely my favorite tiktoker i've shared your stuff multiple times because you're just so damn funny because everything you say is so true You know, I think you're the, you're the go-to person for like, oh, well, everyone was thinking that, but she just (laughs) did it.
1: (laughs) It's funny because I try to make TikToks that I wish I could have seen when I was in early sobriety because, you know, for me in my early days. Laughter really helped me get through all the tough times, and so in yeah. a sense, I really—that's like something I really want to pass forward to other people—is that laughter and just kind of making fun of the struggle a little bit. Um, totally. But yeah, it, it's a lot of fun making the TikToks. I do have to admit. A good
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get started? So your 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 handle is you're so your sober pal um, on Instagram and TikTok. Um, when did you get started with TikTok?
1: So I started my TikTok about a year ago, less okay. than a, a little less than a year ago, maybe a little more. I can't remember, but, um, and I just thought TikTok was really funny. And so I kind of was floating around on there. I started doing like plant themed TikToks cause I'm also a crazy plant lady. <laughs> um, but then there's just so much funny stuff about recovery and sobriety, especially early sobriety. Like there's just, it's just there's a lot of funny stuff about it to make, to poke fun at. So, yeah, um, and so I just started making like recovery themed TikToks and, you know, they didn't really take off at first, but I was having so much fun making them. I didn't really care. And so I just kept producing and producing and yeah, it started to pick up a little bit. Um, and yeah, we are here we are today. It's I think I'm at about like 103 followers. And honestly, like I haven't even told anyone I know about my TikTok, but people are starting to find me. So that's really? interesting. Yeah. I've been trying to keep my TikTok, I've been trying to keep your sober pal kind of on the DL because I want to be able to be really vulnerable and I don't really want like my coworkers finding it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're like, oh, I, I, I saw your latest TikTok last night. Are you I, okay? was out,
1: I was out to lunch yesterday with a colleague and she is like a big time marketing manager for a mall in, in town. And, you know, we're out to lunch and we're all professional and stuff. And then she randomly was like, oh, I saw that one TikTok you did that went really viral. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I know which one she's talking about. And I literally talk about bleaching my asshole in this. Oh, place. my gosh. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I don't know whether to be mortified or like flattered, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, that's hard when you're like, you know, it's like a split, split, split personalities. You know, we <laughs> all have these two people or sometimes four people, fuck it, inside yeah. of us, you know, that's like professional, like worker bee. And then, you know, talking about bleaching assholes.
1: Totally. yeah Yeah, exactly and yeah i'm just like well now you know about that side of me but everyone's been really it's been really well received so far so just gonna go with the flow yeah
0: just go with it it's great it's hilarious um i i want to talk more obviously about uh your sober pal and and how you know you can you came to start that and, and why your your um why behind that but i wanted to kind of uh jump back and see um Tell me about your recovery journey and what what started or how what
1: what were you like before booze? What was Laura? I like uh, yeah. traveling back into time. So um, you know I grew up as a good Christian girl in a little in a Christian household in mm-hmm. the middle of like nowhere Pennsylvania. Um, but alcoholism does run on both sides of my family. So it's something okay. that I was familiar with growing up, <clears throat> but you know it's one of those things you're like, it happens to other people but it'll never happen to you that kind of thing of course you know (laughs) always (laughs) And i know right yeah you're like (laughs) those weak people oh get it together um and so so yeah i you know i didn't really drink i started drinking pretty late for a lot of people i didn't start drinking until i was 18 i was studying abroad in Mexico. And, Whoa. you know, the legal drinking age down there is 18. And so, you know, everybody went out to bars and clubs and I wanted to fit in. And so um, I started drinking and I just loved the way it like made me feel so much more confident. Mm. And like, I don't know, I felt like it made like the life feel like or like, there was like so many possibilities in the night, you know what I mean? It like anything yeah. was possible when I had a couple of drinks, and totally. it was such a novel feeling for me at that age, and I really loved it, you know. Yeah. And so after I came back from my year of study abroad, you know, I came back for college and I went to a party university. So clearly the partying did not stop. And so it was like four years of Jaeger bombs and like partying four nights a week and you know party like in college it's like there's something going on every night of the week it's like 50 cent corona night on Tuesdays like Wednesday is like a lingerie party at a frat house you know yeah and so you can always count to see me in the middle of all that action (laughs) um love it you know and so and you know I just loved it I, I really identified with being a party girl because I thought it like equal, was equal to like being a free spirit and being Mm. like someone who could cut loose. And I liked being someone who identified like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was edgy and blah, blah, blah. And I think that was also kind of novel for me since I grew up kind of straight edge. And so, um, after, um, after college, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated. I graduated with a Business degree with honors, which is still kind of a miracle in my mind. Wow, um, yeah. unbelievable! Right? Yeah, and honors and drinking. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, and so I didn't know what I wanted to do. I think you know, in college, I just kind of did what I felt like my parents wanted me to do. I didn't really have a strong sense of self. I didn't really know myself, what I was good at, what I was passionate about, um, and I don't think drinking as heavily as I did helped in any way, you know what I mean? And so when I graduated, I just felt really lost in the world. And so I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to move to a ski town for like two years and then go back to school and get my MBA. And so this is what always happens to people who move to ski towns. Like anyone who's listening that is like live in a ski town, you say you're going for a year or two and then a decade flies by. <laughs> shit. And so that was honestly like where my drinking like really took off. Like mm-hmm. I drank, it's such a heavy, heavy drinking, like environment, these ski mm-hmm. towns. And so it was like college 2.0, you know, and I served tables and I drank and, I drank most nights of the week. And that's kind of when I started drinking like wine every night with before I went to bed and just really normalize it as a daily thing in my life. Um, Not really realizing that I was entrenching an addiction, you know? Mm,
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And, you know, it wasn't until like one night I was sitting on my couch drinking Salsa Blue tequila. I remember it was like a Tuesday night like totally normal drinking tequila on a Tuesday night. Um, and reading a book, I was reading a book. I think I was reading like the art of happiness or something like some, something self-helpy. Oh my God. Red candles lit. Like this is the kind of shit I used to do. Um, (laughs) self-care. Yeah. Self-help books with tequila. Dead. (laughs) And um I remember my ex came over and like I don't think I expected him and he just saw me on the couch and he's like, what happened to you growing up for you to drink like this? Like this is not normal. Whoa. And it was the first time anyone had ever confronted me about the way I drank. And I felt yeah. so exposed and so like vulnerable and ashamed. And, like I literally like, blood drained from my face. Yeah. Um And so I did what like most drinkers do when someone calls them out. And I started hiding my drinking after that.
0: Naturally. So,
1: so yeah, it was like, I pregame quietly in my room before going out and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing led to the next and it became pretty clear. I don't know, like when I decided, like I want, Oh, you know, and then of course I started doing the like dry January and mm-hmm. like I'm taking a week off or like, I'm not going to drink for two months. So I started trying to do these things thinking I could come back and be able to moderate after taking time off. But obviously yeah. like we all have done that and it never yeah. works. Totally. Um, and so I remember like when I was 27, we traveled, through Southeast Asia for like two months. And I remember I really wanted to not drink on this trip and I could not stop drinking on this trip. It was like, I couldn't stop. I'd sneak away and drink beers when like my friends weren't looking. And I hated that. I felt like I couldn't do this trip without alcohol. Um, And so, so yeah, I just, Like finally the day came when I was tired of trying to moderate my drinking, tired of trying to like stop and tired of quitting and stopping. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I decided I wanted to quit for good. And oh man, it was a struggle. Like I have so many relapses under my belt. Like I was a huge relapser. Like I always say that if I had a pickle for every time I saw day one, I'd be able to garnish every burger in America. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, it was really hard for me to quit. And I tried to do it on my own with podcasts and self-help books. And eventually I had to get real help, you know, and I probably would have gone to rehab, but I was too damn broke. So that's when I decided Mm -hmm. to just go to an AA meeting because I knew they were free and there was a lot of them. Yeah. And that's eventually like how I finally was able to get it to stick. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my story, you know, that was Four four years ago was when I had my final relapse before yep. my four years ago, I had like seven months or something like that. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's been like ever since I quit drinking, it's been amazing. Like I don't even know how to explain it. It's been yeah. an amazing ride.
0: I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023 say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flour, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V I B E Gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or
2: deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist
0: reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited
2: to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate,
0: whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com
2: slash
0: I have a question, you know, with with all those relapses under your belt, what do you think made this time different? Because I'm like you, it took me 10 years to kind of like for something to click or, you know, for me to really change my mindset around like, what alcohol um, was kind of equating to in my life. But I'm curious to know what You know, after so many relapses and months here and months there, now you have four years. What do you think was the missing link, or what do you think clicked this time?
1: You know, I always like when I was trying to do it by myself, I could not get more than like two, a couple weeks to a few months, and I always say like looking back, it's like, you're trying to rely on the same person who keeps getting you into that mess. Like, why was I trying to count on myself to like get sober? And Mm. so when I realized that, um, that's honestly, I think what really changed the game for me was having some sort of structure and having accountability. And so for me, it was AA, like created structure. And so I had you no know, meetings to attend and like, there's like the steps and then having the accountability of working with a sponsor. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of an obliger. So I do best when I kind of have someone to report to, yeah. um, who is not myself. And so I always tell people, like, you don't have to go to AA to get sober. Like the recovery space is like, a buffet you know like there's yeah. so many programs and coaching programs and like what you guys offer like there's so much out there yeah and there's like so many forms of structure and accountability and like like uh, what do you call it like friendship that you can foster i honestly like i think that's what really changed the game for me and not only did it help me stay sober but it really helped make recovery fun because i was able to foster friendships and connect with people. And like, it just really made all the difference.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, also to know that you're not you're not an island, right? Like you need other people in, in this to report to you to keep accountable, and to just get out of your damn head. Like I think totally We are so in our heads
1: all the time. And think about like every relapse you've had, it's like, you start by like the mental spiral and you're like, Oh my totally. gosh, I have a craving. I'm freaking out. Oh my God. And yeah. it's like, it's just like, it's this building storm in your head. And it's like, yeah. you got, it's like so nice when you can just call somebody and be like, dude, I am struggling. And yeah. for some reason, just picking up the phone and saying it out loud, just makes it all kind of, kind of diffuses that spiral. And it's like, totally. It really is such a game changer to have support. And I know that it's scary when you're in it. It's scary to reach out for help. It's scary to like try to connect with other people. Um, But I think the scarier it is, oftentimes the more help, more it'll help you, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely get out of that comfort zone. Why do you think it's scary for you to reach out for help? Or was it scary for you? You
1: know, it's scary because you especially when you're like still in your addiction mindset, like you don't, you don't want to be a burden to anybody. So you're like, I don't want to burden people with my problems. You also are like fiercely independent. So you're like determined to solve things on your own. A lot of us people with drinking problems have been able to like rely on ourselves for so many other things. So we just assume we can do it with our recovery. Totally. Uh, and so we're like, I'm independent. I'm going to solve this on my own, like yeah. without bothering anybody. I don't want to burden anybody, but you're also ashamed to admit that you're struggling or to like open up about your struggle yeah. and all that stuff just kind of builds up and you get anxiety about it. And so I, I get it. Cause I fully like, did not want to do AA, I did not want to work with a sponsor at all, you know, so I, I totally understand that, that headspace.
0: Yeah, and it's true, it's just like a pressure cooker, right, and we're so good at, like, justifying and rationalizing, like, why we should or shouldn't do something, and then you're like, oh. The pressure uh, cooker?
1: Yeah. really yeah. spot on, I've never heard that, and that is exactly what it feels like, 100%. Yeah.
0: Totally. Okay. So you got four years, you got you, you know, your program, your structure was going to AA and working 12 steps. Um, and then you started your so Pal. Tell us, tell, tell me about that and what, how that came
1: about. So
2: <clears throat> when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off.
1: Like I started, it's interesting. So I like was in AA and then I kind of like stopped doing AA for like a year. Yeah. Um, I just got really busy. My like, as soon as I got sober and I stopped craving alcohol, like it was almost like my life just went into like overdrive and I was catching up on all this lost time. And so all this stuff was happening. I kind of like stopped working on my recovery. Um, And then last year I... Just like remember feeling like I missed, I like detached from any type of like recovery community or anything. And I remember last year, I was like during COVID, everything shut down. And I was like, man, I really miss like talking about recovery and opening and like connecting with other people in recovery. I like totally missed it, which kind of surprised me because I think a lot of people think like, I gonna get sober and then like never think about recovery again or like i don't want to like totally. deal with it for the rest of my life and i i understand that that yeah. like desire um but that was just like what happened with me last year and so i started your sober pal on instagram um just as like a little like journal to do online and i honestly never thought i'd have more than 100 followers it's like i was like oh no one will ever find out about this it'll be like my secret little corner of the internet And then I started doing the TikToks because they were just so fun, and I love making funny videos. It's like something I've always loved to do. Like I was into Vine back in the day and stuff like that. Um, And you're
0: so good at it. Like you (laughs) are just like a natural like actress. (laughs) You're really good at it. I don't know if I'm an actress, but yeah, you have that wit about you. You know what I mean? Like it just it looks so natural.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's fun. I have so much fun doing it. And honestly, like everything was just kind of like bred out of, I was having fun. It felt good to, you know, see other people's recovery content and root them on. And it was just like. I love being able to share like the really intimate parts of my journey that I would never share. Cause I kind of was like sharing it on my, I have another Instagram account like my personal one. Mm -hmm. And I could kind of tell whenever I talked about sobriety, like people were like, okay, like there she goes again, like not everybody, but like, they're not there, you know, for sobriety content. And so I was like, I just need a different account where I can just it's just, this is, like, what people expect to read. Yeah, um, just waving that freak so, flag. Waving that freak flag, that sober girl freak flag. <laughs> 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 oh, man, it's waving. It, it is blowing in the breeze. Um, but, yeah, and so that's just kind of, like, how it got started and yeah. it just started building. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. I've met so many, like, awesome people and now i'm planning like a meetup out in austin texas for the first weekend of october and it's like yeah, free tell for me about anybody- that. yeah it's like free for anybody to go to you just have to like cover your cost of like transport and like lodging but we're like camping in mckinney state park and i just want cool. to- yeah i thought it'd be fun because i'm like we need so many people don't know to like they're like i don't know how to have fun sober like i need new hobbies yeah. And so I wanted to organize a weekend where we like went hiking and kayaking and we're going to go rock climbing and camping. And there's like a, they have an alcohol free bar there. Yeah. So we're gonna pull, like out to the bar and we're going to have a campfire night. And so, yeah, it's, it was supposed to be pretty small, but it's kind of getting big and now we're <laughs> I'm partnering with the Phoenix and they're going to help me organize this. So they're like a nonprofit that does like sober activities
0: yeah, I know the no. Phoenix. They have like okay. fantastic
1: workout classes. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god, they
0: have really great um if if, if we're talking about the same Phoenix.
1: I think um, so. they do like yoga and like they do all like active stuff for sober people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they they had um well they have a couple um of like play like gyms or whatever that they partner with in NLA, yeah. I know. And then they were also doing obviously because of the pandemic, everything online. And their classes were so great and they were free. Like, yeah. It's saved sober people. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. The only like requirement for membership is to be so for 48 hours. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that?
1: I know I've never like I had never heard of them. Yeah. Um, but they reached out to me and they were like, oh, we like saw so, so you're doing this thing. Like, would you like to collab? And I'm like, heck yeah, because I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm yeah. not, a, not like a good event planning organizer person. So same uh, yeah we're creators Whoa. you know what I mean yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like uh does everyone just show up and just, like, totally. just go from here
1: and that's literally that's like how, <laughs> that's literally how I was doing it and then they called me and they're like so what's the schedule like how many people and I'm like oh like what? I feel like I should know this but I don't yeah uh, but I'm excited it's gonna be a lot of fun and I think it'll be great for people who are still figuring out how to like be social and sober because I know that's a huge I get so many dms from people who are like trying to figure out how to be social and in sobriety and like friends in sobriety it's like you're like a baby deer like teenager pimply faced teenager again like rediscovering life yeah you you really are yeah (laughs) I mean
0: you're rediscovering yourself and like oh now I need to like meet new people and like I don't know like I don't know how old you are but like meeting people in like your 30s is awkward especially (laughs) when you don't have like kids or anything you're just kind of like you're like one guy at the dog park with no dog and you're like hello dude yeah Yeah. (laughs) like your dog like and where's yours let's not talk about that uh so do you come here often like
1: yeah right yeah it's so yeah it's like so funny because you feel like you're fourth you're like in middle school again like you yeah. just moved to a new school you're in middle school totally. everybody like knows there has their groups of friends and you're just like hey guys like yeah. Like, that's totally what it feels like yeah So for sure but there's a lot
0: of us that feel that way so like let's, let's get all up. Us,
1: let's get all of us weird awkward pimply faced 14 year old kids into one weekend of fun I guess yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, but there's not that many corners to hide in so everyone's going to have to make do totally <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: that's
0: so cool I love that you're doing that that's really really awesome and totally needed like social media is great and I love you know that we can all connect on social media but you're taking it a step further and like connecting everyone like IRL
1: what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of, when I first, first got sober, I got involved in an online support group. Mm -hmm. Cafe RE was like through the recovery elevator podcast. Oh yeah. And they did the meetup and it was similar. Like you didn't have to pay to do anything. You just showed up. It was open to anyone. And it was like, and I flew out to Chicago for this meetup and I was so nervous like I was like oh my god I'm flying out to Chicago to hang out with like total strangers like what this is like so weird and crazy you know Paul Churchill was running the whole thing and like it was the most fun weekend of all time it was yeah. so fun I'm still in touch with all those people like my one of the girls had a baby we like sent them flowers like no you're like lifetime friends and all we did is like spend a weekend together sober you know what I mean yeah. and so I was like, oh, I want to do, like, I feel excited to be able to, like, kind of pass forward that's a similar experience to other people, because I will never forget that weekend. It was so fun. Oh, but it's like, you're freaking out before you go. Like, that's just how it is. But once you're oh, there, yeah. you meet everybody, you're like, oh, bestie.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone, everyone is nervous. Everyone is just nervous all the time. Some people hide it better than others. Uh, right. but. I myself, I am a nervous Nelly, all the time, all the freaking time. It's just like it's almost like comical now. It's like, oh, there she goes. Like, oh, is is she nervous? Like, yeah, she's nervous all the time.
1: Yeah, I think we all are. Like, always. And like, I try to remind myself that when I'm at social stuff because I'll be nervous to talk to people, but then I'm like, they're probably nervous too. So like. Let's just get that out of the way and talk. Yeah. And I think people are always like a little relieved when you take a sincere interest in them. You know what I mean? And totally. Yeah, it's, but it's definitely a learning curve, you know, when you're, especially in early sobriety, you're like, oh, you know, you don't have that like crutch of a cocktail to like, you know, yeah. wash away that anxiety, you know? Totally. But once you figure it out, it's so freaking fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really
0: only like that first 15 minutes totally like that initial 15
1: in the hour before like leading up to it and the week before (laughs) (laughs) but the month before yeah the
0: month before like no big deal (laughs) (laughs) totally oh my god but it sounds like you guys are gonna have like programming and like events and like little things to be doing which is like so much easier in terms of like icebreakers and like right. you're not just like stuck in a room like in a gym just like looking at each other right um, yeah it sounds like it's gonna be like really fun and, and exciting and something different to do
1: I think it'll be really fun I've never been to Austin so I'm yeah. so excited to go everybody thinks I live there because I'm organizing the event there but I actually have never been yeah oh, um, wow I know, and so I'm going to be like just like everyone else, like exploring Austin for the first time. So I'm pretty. I've good. always
0: wanted to go there too. Like I, I mean, there's something about like Texas and like country music and all that good stuff,
1: right? And it's so Austin supposed to be like a bustling, creative, like hipster town. So oh, oh it's
0: to- cool.
1: Really? Oh, yeah.
0: It's, like, supposed to be really, really cool. Like, that's, like, the younger people. Like, everyone from L.A. is, like, moving there.
1: Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Like, Austin's popping off. So, I need to yeah. go see what all the hype is about for myself. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I also want
0: to see, like, I don't know if it's in Austin, but there's a Dolly Parton Museum. Oh. Like, that I would just die and go to heaven
1: I'm obsessed with Dolly Parton, so don't even give me She's started.
0: amazing. Like,
1: she's an incredible woman. Did you hear she just, like, donated all the royalties for I Will Always Love You with Whitney Houston into Whitney's, like, childhood community? It's, like, an all-black, no mostly-black community. So she yeah. put all the money into that community to help, like, spur jobs and, like, business. Wow. Dolly needs statues. Dolly needs her own statues.
0: Yeah, Totally. <laughs> No, she's like an angel and she does like all these things like behind the scenes like you would never know or she doesn't really care if you do know. Totally. She's
1: she's so so, humble.
0: Yes, exactly. She's really cool. Yeah, gold. And she's just fun and cute. She is. And so (laughs) freaking talented.
1: (laughs) For Dolly (laughs) fangirling here. Totally.
0: Oh my God. Okay, so tell me when, when, when the meetup is again.
1: So the meetup is October first through third, Friday through Sunday. It's two nights. We're camping. A bunch of us are camping in McKinney State Park, but people can, you know, stay in an Airbnb or a hotel or wherever they want, you know, whatever's comfortable for them. Um, but yeah, and then we're just gonna be doing stuff like all this activity. So we're doing like hiking, kayaking, paddle boarding on Saturday morning and then I think the Phoenix is going to help us get some like rock climbing like some easy rock climbing so people can try it out and then food trucks and we're going to all go out to lunch and dinner um yeah and then Sands Bar and all kinds of cool stuff so I'm going to try to make a flyer for it here in the next week and but yeah first weekend of October so if anyone wants to join they are welcome
0: yeah I mean when you get that flyer send it to me and I'll I'll throw it up for sure
1: Totally. Thank Sounds you. Sounds so fun. Yeah. I'm trying to get glamping tents for like a bunch of us ladies for McKinney mm-hmm. State Park so we can glamp it out in the, in, they're like fun. They're like little festival tents. I'm pretty excited. So oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: am definitely not a camper. I've literally camped once for one night
2: <laughs> and, I did,
0: and I camped in my Jeep. Did you hate it? No, I I didn't hate it. I just, like, I am just not a good planner or a packer because I'm always like, oh, you know what, if I miss it, like, I'll just buy it there. Well, no, the nature does not have a general store. Um, That's not how this shit works. Like, I think I literally showed up camping. Like, I went with my, with my friend. I showed up with, like, two foot long subways. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hilarious. That's it. I wasn't thinking about, like, I always have to have, like, a piece of chocolate after a meal. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about coffee in the morning. I didn't think about any of this. And so I'm just, like, sitting there, like, oh, God, what's happening?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the worst when you forget coffee, because that's, like, the thing you want the most when you wake up. Like. Camping, especially, Dead. yeah. Learning how to pack for that stuff is a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah, and so I, it's why I was like, don't even. It's, I don't want people to stress about it. Like, they can totally stay in a hotel. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely, but like, it's such a cool thing to learn in sobriety. You know what yes. I mean? Like a lot of people have been asking me about like how to pack. Cause I do a lot of backpacking yeah. every time I go out, like people are always like, I want to learn to backpack, but like, I don't know how to pack a backpack. And so I'm like, Ooh. okay, I want to make a video series maybe about like sober activities that people can try and like how to get totally. started, you know, cause I'm finding new hobbies can be tough. Totally.
0: And I wouldn't know where to start besides right. like a backpack. Right, like, like what do you put in the what do you put, the put in there. thing?
1: Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
0: water what kind and chips? chips? Like, yeah, what?
1: or like filtering your water. Like I never thought of that before I ever went. And someone's like, "What are you taking for a water filter?" And I'm like, "A oh, water filter? Like that's a thing I gotta bring." Like you know what I mean? You don't think about these things when you're no. starting out.
0: No, oh my god, no. <laughs> I, like I would not have the first thing. I'm like, just bring chips. Yeah. And we're good.
1: You're like, bring the Santitas chips. Yeah. And a little salsa.
0: <laughs> totally. Totally. I'm like, I'll be there. I'll be pulling up the rear here. Totally. <laughs> I do have to say that I am very good at making fires. What? Yeah. You don't, yeah but
1: you're going to make any fires? That's I am good so good. And you know
0: what? I actually owe it to the Subway wrappers. Coincidentally.
1: I'm sure this thing set up a nice fire. Oh yeah, oh. created a lovely blaze. <laughs> it was like the perfect
0: like way like way to start a fire. Like we collected all these like random sticks and you know trees and stuff, but like the subway wrappers mm, just made it. it Noted. Was perfect. Yeah, it was like the perfect starter oh that's so funny yeah you know I mean, how to make a fire folks yeah don't this episode is sponsored by subway by the way no i'm just
1: kidding yeah. <laughs> please send subs
0: to our oh meetup i love subway it's actually like <laughs> sick but yeah
1: You do. We do.
0: laura i have one more question for you to anyone who is listening to us, who is either like sober or like thinking about getting sober, what piece of information could you give to those listening?
1: Um, you know, I would say try to focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. Like a lot of times it's hard to get sober when you're constantly dwelling on whether or not you're going to relapse. You're scared about relapsing. You're scared about losing your friends. You're scared about what people would think. Mm. I totally get that. But I think one of the things that really helped me was shifting my focus on what I really did want. And so it was like, I want to wake up feeling amazing. Like I want to shine in sobriety and like, You know, I don't want people like, I want to still have fun. And like, I really focused on like the kind of sobriety I wanted and the kind of life I wanted in sobriety, you know, not focusing on whether like not wanting to drink, but focusing on what I did want, like in that moment, like I, I want to feel good. So I'm going to go for a walk, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and also like, really don't be afraid to get help. Like there's so much help out there. Like, yeah hundred years ago, we would have been tossed into an insane asylum. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing out there for people. And now it's a flipping buffet. There are so many coaches, programs, recovery accounts, podcasts, like it's just, There's so many resources out there yeah. and you know, it's like, just dive in. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Like you're, when you ask for help, you're giving someone else the opportunity to be of service and being of service is a huge part of, recovery and having a happy recovery so yeah. people are you like people are truly in recovery are honored to be of service totally. um, and so so yeah it's like don't be afraid to ask for help and get a little structure around your recovery like it's so worth it and it's like once like it's so fun it can be so much fun it's not a death mm. sentence yeah. it's totally a life sentence it's gonna be it's for mm. like amazing stuff so that's all I gotta say to, to everybody out there Totally. On you, it.
0: you are not bugging anyone. This is how we complete the circle of service, right? Like, totally, you know, you reaching out or you asking for help is then just completing this, the circle.
1: You're I love bugger. when people like, I love when I have a chance to like help people and mm-hmm. like, it's the best. And like one day you'll be able to pass, share, you know, and people out there, you'll be able to share your struggle And to like help someone else down the line, like it will, you'll be able to use that to be of service. So like you said, the full circle, it comes all back around.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: Love it. Laura,
0: thank you so, so much for uh, spending time with me and chatting and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. It was so much fun.
0: How sweet and funny is Laura. She is just such a comedian. I love her. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, leave us comments. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide, and don't forget to head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We have you lock-stocked and loaded. We have everything from sober girl swag. We have the amazing crewnecks coming in for fall, uh, to, to challenges, to workbooks, to also our certification program. If you want to become a certified Sober Girl's Guide. This is the place to do it. Head to asobergirlsguide.com and connect with us now. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.